The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Welcome to Know the Score. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm here once again to talk about NASCAR as we are coming to you with this podcast about the Atlanta Motor Speedway race, the Ambera 400, that just took place in Atlanta, Georgia. So you're listening to Know the Score. We're brought to you by the CSPN. You can find us on the web at CSPN.us. You can also find us through YouTube iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitch Radio, all the various places that you find media and podcasts. I have to do a search for CSPN Media, and uh, all of this great programming will fall into your various ways and means of listening. So in Atlanta, this is our second year back to the new configuration, the mile and a half uh, pack racing experiment so we're gonna see what we've got this year second time around uh, some different weather conditions made for uh, some different and interesting racing but our storylines coming into this week's races in Atlanta NASCAR they find Hendrick Motorsports 400k and also college racing another 100k for modifying those hood louvers that I talked about last week. Uh, those hood louvers were confiscated before uh, practice and qualifying after uh, tech inspection. Uh, they were not ran in the race. Uh, Hendrick is going to appeal, of course. Uh, they're saying that uh, the parts came to them defected and they had to be modified in order to uh, make the rest of the uh, the fitting uh, work as far as closing the hood and so forth and so on. So uh, as a result of the sanctions that came down from NASCAR, all four crew chiefs have been suspended for the next four races. Uh, the teams were docked 100 points and the drivers were docked 10 playoff points as well. And like I said, Hendrick plans to appeal. They did not appeal uh, for the crew chiefs this week, uh, being Atlanta, a restricted plate race, Basically, uh, not much to do there. Just uh, put four tires on it, fill it up with gas, and let the driver do what they do in the spot or see if they can figure out a way to get it to the front. Uh, but this week, a lot of people are expecting the appeals to officially go in so those crew chiefs can be there for CODA, uh, the road course, which requires a lot of race strategy, uh, multiple pit stops, and things like that. NASCAR wasn't done handing out fines as Denny Hamlin, he got docked 25 points and $50,000 for saying that he intentionally wrecked or tried to wreck Ross Chastain in Phoenix on his podcast last week. So NASCAR has gone out and uh, basically uh showed Denny that hey man being honest and being truthful on your platform is is actions detrimental so he's 50k lighter 25 points lighter he's also planning to appeal after he said at first he wouldn't 
So we'll see where this goes for NASCAR uh, as these are the storylines coming into Atlanta. Uh, busy, busy week as far as penalties and fines for NASCAR. Um, a lot of people think Hendrick have a good case that they're maybe going to get a, get a lighter sentence and that they may get a lot of their penalty rescinded uh, just due to the fact that um, – other teams have come to NASCAR and told them that hey, some of these pieces and parts aren't aren't usable, and if we only have one or two of them, and we have to use those parts because we don't have extras of them just lying around, uh, we're gonna have to make some changes and do some things. And I think NASCAR has kind of given them a little bit of leeway on certain pieces and parts, but obviously they saw something uh, through these Hendrick and Collett cars that they did not like, and they dropped the hammer on them. Another um, advantage a lot of people think Hendrick have going for him is that the cars did not race with those quote-unquote illegal pieces. Uh, they were caught after the tech inspection, so everything that they did on track that weekend was legal and approved by NASCAR. So that could also play a deciding factor on NASCAR being more lenient when it comes to the appeal for Hendrick Motorsports. Joey Logano, he won the pole for this week's race, so he'll be leading them to the green in Atlanta. And he was joined by seven other Fords as they made up the first eight spots in the starting grid out of the top ten. So the Fords flexing their muscle here on the new configuration of Atlanta and qualifying. There was no practice for this race, so uh, that was their one chance to kind of get a feel of what the curve got or what they had underneath them uh, in the practice or in the qualifying lap. And now we uh, race him, and uh, Joey Logano, he brings us to the green flag, and he takes the lead, and we get our first caution for accident when Bubba Wallace spins all by himself on the back stretch. Uh, he collects the wall and uh, is basically done for the day. He goes multiple laps down uh, within the first 20 laps of the race, and with the new pit rule with the new pit lane and everything like that. He was just never able to get back upon the lead lap. You know, he was mired in the back all day. Joey Logano, he leads all 60 laps to win stage one. A lot of uh, filling out behind them, people jockeying, trying to figure out which lane uh, would 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 really go? Looked like the outside lane was the fastest due to the Fords kind of all riding up there together behind Logano. Uh, the Toyotas, Christopher Bell, Denny Hamlin, uh, they seem to make some things happen down on the bottom on the inside. Uh, so your top ten shaked out like this: Joey Logano winning the stage, Austin Centric in second, Brad Keselowski, Ryan Blaney, Denny Hamlin, Christopher Bell. Kyle Busch, Christopher Busher, Daniel Suarez, and Martin Truex rounds out the top 10 in stage one. So in stage two, we get a lead change on pit road during the caution as Kyle Busch took the lead and he's going to start stage two and on the pole and ahead of Kozlowski, Blaney, Centric, and Logano. Uh, 
Logano had a longer pit stop than the rest of the guys because he had to get more fuel since he was leading the pack and burning more gas than anyone uh, on that pit stop. So that's the reason, one of the reasons why he came out in uh, fourth place there. Ron Blaney, he was the one who got busted for speeding. Uh, the cops, uh, they got him. So, unfortunately for Ron Blaney, that does a number for your day when you get caught for speeding here in Atlanta with the new pit rule, pit road rule where they had to slow down on the back stretch and drive 45 miles an hour all the way around turn three and four to get into the pits. So that was a two lap penalty basically and your day's done at the this type of track with these type of speeds. Austin Centric, he makes a last lap move and he wins stage two. So Ford again flexing their muscle team Penske especially uh, getting both the stage wins as Austin Centric gets the playoff point there. Joey Logano, he is in second. Alex Bowman, he's in third. Tyler Reddick in fourth. William Byron in fifth. Chris Buescher in sixth. Martin Truex Jr. in seventh. Denny Hamlin in eighth. Brad Kasowski in ninth. And Corey LaJoy rounds out for top ten in stage two. Uh, we got some new players shuffled up here in the mix, and uh, we're getting some new new leaders and, and new cars involved. Uh, we get into stage three, and when we get into stage three, um, the aggression picks up. Guys start kind of getting a little bit more anxious. Um, we had Eric Amarola make a gamble, get out front. He's leading the pack. Carl, Kyle Larson uh, tucked in behind him. And Eric Amarola blows a tire in front of the field, collects Kyle Larson. Uh, their days are done. Um, definitely nowhere for Kyle Larson to go unexpected uh, from Eric Amarola's end as well. So uh, two cars who had kind of worked their way up through there with pit strategy uh, had gotten to the front and were out front and, you know, getting ready to race each other. And then, uh, unfortunately, Eric Amarola had a failure. Uh, we had another caution because caution breeds cautions after that uh, caution flag and restart when Ross Chastain in the front of the field upsets the rear of Kevin Harvick's car and that causes the big one. We had about seven or eight cars get caught up in this one. Of course, when you get a car spinning out that is the leader in front of the field, uh, there are going to be lots of cars behind that that get collected. Uh, everybody thought Ross Chastain using his aggression went up and slammed into Kevin Harvick and got him all sideways and turned him but upon further review not so fast my friends as if he slowed it down on the super slow-mo Ross Chastain never touched him he just uh, shifted the air on the back of Kevin Harvick's car and uh, it got him loose and in these cars there's no catching it really and uh, Kevin Harvick uh, just was went along for the ride so one time for Ross Chastain everybody tried to give him a hard time talking about his aggression and nah, he didn't run over anybody it was just aerodynamics that caused Kevin Harvick to lose control Brad Keselowski he gets the lead after the pit stop and the restart from that Kevin Harvick wreck. And it's Brad Keselowski who's bringing us to the checkered flag, basically. Um, he's controlling the race, controlling both lanes, uh, watching the runs as they're being formed. And as we're coming down to the final laps, it looks like Brad Keselowski's got him covered. And that's when Christopher Bell 
makes his move from third place and it opens up the door for Joey Logano to make a run, get around Brad Keselowski on the outside and win at Atlanta. So Joey Logano has checked off Atlanta. Uh, there's only a couple, maybe one or two tracks left that he hasn't won at now through his cup career. He talked about how special of a win this was, that he spent a lot of time in Atlanta running the quarter midget track that's inside of the large track there. He said there's a lot of times that he dreamt as a small kid to just keep going straight and go out onto the big track. And now he's finally accomplished that dream of going out and racing on the track. And now he's got a trophy to prove that he's won there as well. So congrats to Joe Logano on Ford. This was the week that they needed. They definitely showed up and showed out this week. Strong representation uh, from the Fords all race long. Um, this was a different kind of race in Atlanta at times. Um, there wasn't a lot of passing. There seems to have, there's going to have to be some rethinking of the, of the speedway, super speedway packages because you, you kind of get stuck where you are. You can't make a lot of moves. It seems like there's not a lot of side drafting that can go on with this new car. All the old tricks of drafting just don't seem to work uh, in this new style car. So um, we're going to have to try to make some tweaks to to what they do here uh, when it comes to these uh, super speedway packages to try to get these cars to to pass more where, where whoever gets the lead just can't hold it and hold it the way that uh, Keselowski and some of these guys were. Uh, seems like uh, the inside lane just couldn't get enough runs or you could, or Atlanta's track couldn't allow you to go three wide for long stretches uh, without the cars being really hard to drive. Um, so uh, Daytona really wasn't that exciting as far as from a lot of passing uh, when it comes to the drafts. We'll see what Talladega looks like uh, in a month or so uh, to see if that looks any different with the width of the racetrack and uh, handling not being so much of a concern there, just raw speed and, and pure aerodynamics. Uh, if it changes up uh, my perception of what the super speedway package looks like so far with this car, but um, definitely isn't as fun as it was last year. Atlanta last year was wide open, lots of lead changes, slingshots, and and guys really being able to use both sides and, and run equally as fast. And this time it just seemed like if you weren't in the top or the group of the real, real fast cars wasn't on the bottom, that you really didn't have much of a chance if you got caught down there on the bottom for too long so we'll see how the changes play out how the races look going forward um the next time we come back to atlanta it's going to be uh in the middle of the summer i think it's gonna be fourth of july weekend i think uh at night so it's gonna be warm it's gonna be slick and we'll see uh what it looks like uh at that point and uh, maybe things will will definitely have a different outcome uh like i said the weather was unusually cool uh, this year, uh, there's a lot of wind, so that played a big factor, and the cars seemed to, uh, you know, have a lot of grip. A lot of people were complaining about being a little tight um, at that race, but um, all in all, Joe Logano 
one of the masters at restricted plate racing. He's got the Daytona 500 wins. He's got wins at Talladega. Uh, So those guys usually rise to the top in this type of discipline. Uh, Your top 10 overall for the race, Joey Logano taking home the checkered flag, Brad Keselowski in second, Christopher Bell in third, Corley Joy in fourth, Tyler Reddick in fifth, Denny Hamlin in sixth, Ryan Blaney rebounds because of the accidents. He comes home in seventh, Eric Jones in eighth, Ty Gibbs in ninth, and Kyle Busch in tenth. Uh, Give a big shout-out to Ty Gibbs. Um, didn't have the most spectacular day when it comes to television time and, and getting a lot of, uh, you know, the, the camera put on him as far as the moves that he was making in the race. But on the last reach uh, coming through there, the last uh, few laps, uh, he found a way to, to make his way into the top 10, first one of his season. So good for him. And uh, we'll see if this kind of springboards him uh going forward for the next two or three races as he gets more familiar uh, with these cars and with the racing in the Cup Series. So the natural talent is there. He seems to this year, you know, he's been real quiet, kept his nose down, and just gone out and raced, and he hasn't contributed to any major incidents, and he hasn't been caught up in too many major incidents. So uh, we'll give a big shout-out to Ty Gibbs this week. Um, just like we gave a big shout-out to um, our guy Josh Berry last week so that's it from Atlanta for this week from a perspective the race was only 400 miles this year first time that the spring race has gone to a shorter distance uh, with it being 400 miles so uh, that was a new twist as well this year um, it went by rather fast um, the, the guys really took it upon themselves not to have this turn into a wreck fest that the truck race and the Xfinity race uh, were, if anybody was tuning in to, especially that Xfinity race, that first uh, stage. Oh, man, they they couldn't run, it seemed like, more than five laps without some type of caution. And then the whole Josh Williams incident and, uh, and, the, and the stunt he pulled, <laughs> uh, parking the car literally right there at the start-finish line and walking across the grass. Uh, so it was a it was a very eventful day if you're into all levels of NASCAR uh, on Saturday, and uh, the guys on Sunday kind of proved at the end there last uh, 60 or so laps caution free that you know we're the best to do it and we can show you how to put on a show without crashing up everything. So um, if you haven't seen that Josh Williams uh, video, uh, definitely uh, check that out. Um, <laughs> definitely one of the, the, the funnier things that, 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 that you'll see uh, this season in uh, any form of NASCAR, especially on that level and that stage uh, with what he did. But, hey, that's what we need, the personality. He's definitely brought eyes and attention to the sport. Um, he seems to be an overall good guy. Spends a lot of his time, his free time, going to children's hospitals and uh, reading and, and just spending time with those kids. So definitely seems to have his you know goals and focus and things in a good place. Uh, one of these smaller racing guys, you know, worked hard for everything he's got. Uh, just loves the opportunity to go racing and, you know, felt like NASCAR was doing them wrong. So... He uh, one-upped them. Now, it may cost him a weekend at the track, but um, 
with all the other exposure and 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 appearances that that he's going to be able to make and capitalize off of this, I'm pretty sure uh, it may be able to to make up a little bit of what he will miss if he does get suspended a race for uh, for his shenanigans this past weekend. But on that note, until next week when we talk about Coda. Circus of the Americas down in Texas, first road course of the season. So, um, no Chase Elliott this this time around. So, you're gonna have to look at your uh, AJ Allmendingers, your Ross Chastains. Um, Denny Hamlin's a pretty good road course racer. Daniel Suarez should be uh, a, a guy who's in the mix. Tyler Reddick seems to come to these uh, occasions. Uh, Austin Centric and Chase Briscoe, those guys have been notoriously pretty good road course racers in their Xfinity days. So uh, we're going to have a, a new a new set of players up in there this week uh, when it comes to this road course. A guy like A.J. Allmendinger should be hands-on the favorite. Um, it's you know one of the few chances that, that he's going to really have a legitimate chance to race his way to a win, get a, get a spot in the playoffs. So uh, he's going to – he feels like, you know, this track owes him one after Ross Chastain took him out last year uh, on the final two turns for Ross Chastain to get his first win last year. So I'd definitely be on the lookout for A.J. Allmendinger. He should qualify up front and keep that thing up front, and he's going to be a major factor uh, at the end of the race next week. But until then, when we talk about Coda, I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and now you know the score.